Welcome to the Fearless Sellers, the Women of Amazon podcast. I'm Joey Roberts. Trying to invent new products that maybe look at, you know, solve a problem in a new way or come at it from a different angle so that, you know, the customer is like, oh, I've seen that 8,000 times. They look at it and say, oh, that's a little different. That's a little new. So we're constantly trying to innovate new things. Um, But when we're innovating, we're also taking into account what's our skill set. Kim Shanahan, welcome to the Fearless Sellers, the Women of Amazon podcast. You are the founder of the successful brand Gifts Fulfilled. Your products on Amazon help create jobs for people with disabilities. I feel so honored to have you on today. And we are recording this podcast from Amazon's very own event, Accelerate. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Can you share the inspirational story behind the founding of Gifts Fulfilled and your mission to employ individuals with disabilities? Yeah, it's a, you know, it's a typical entrepreneur story in that there was a problem that I saw in the world and I thought I could solve it somehow. I had the idea for the company back in 2010 because I was pregnant and it was a later stage pregnancy, if you will. And so they told me all the things that could possibly go wrong. And I was thinking about, okay, if something happens, what does that mean? And I was okay with things until I got to the point where my child would be 18 years old. Um, So I realized, you know, once this child would turn 18, they age out of the system, and then sort of what happens at that point, right? As an adult, what happens? And one of my biggest pain points in thinking that through was employment. For, uh, you know, for everybody, a job is where you make your friends. It's where you have your routine. It sort of sets the stage for the day-to-day of your life. And I knew employment was going to be a big issue uh, for anybody with a disability. And so I thought, I can fix this one little thing. I think I know enough about the gift industry. I had about 20 years experience in it that I can create a company specifically where we create jobs for people that are disabled. And so that's where the idea came from. It took until 2018 to actually put that into action. As a military spouse, we were moving all of the time. uh, And I needed to get where we were finally in our, what we call the forever home as a military family. So in 2018, we moved into our final uh, home. And I very luckily met uh, the executive director for the Wooster County Development Center, uh, which is for people with mental disabilities. And I told him what I was trying to do, and he invited me to come down to the center and bring all kinds of projects and test things out and figure out how I could adapt what we do in the gift industry to make it work for people that had disabilities. Wow, that is incredible. So you held on to that passion for wanting to start what is now Gifts Fulfilled for, I mean, what is that, eight years, and then you (laughs) brought it to life? Yeah, I, I have to say, you know, when I had the thought, you know, when you're pregnant, you have a lot of thoughts, right? But um, when I just had that thought, I said, you know, this is so important. This is, I think, what you're actually supposed to be doing with your life. You know, this is the thing that um, is what you're meant to do is do something about this situation and help other people. And so that's what drives me is that passion to create something that's, you know, has nothing really to do with me. It has everything to do with the people I want to employ. 
That's amazing. Yeah. And it just fueled you to get moving. And it seemed like you had an opportunity, some connections. And so tell me about that when you were just getting started on Amazon and you had all this passion and hope for the business to not only help people with disabilities, but now these people are going to be relying on you. So I feel I feel like you had a lot of pressure. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of pressure when you are the, the, you know, provider of a paycheck for somebody. Right. That's the responsibility I take very seriously uh, as a business owner. And so when I started the company, one of the things I realized was we need to do an assembly line style production here. We need to do a lot of repetitive tasks over and over again to be successful. And so that meant we needed to sell a lot of the same type of product. And I thought, where can I do that? And Amazon is, you know, Amazon was where I could do that. I would be able to enter Amazon's market without having to spend money on branding and marketing, but we could focus on systems and product and people and launch the business, putting the money into those things. And so Amazon was a natural fit for us, really, because it takes care of bringing you the customer. They bring people in droves. You know that the customers are there and built in. So you just need to get your product out there, figure out, okay, how are we different from the competitors that are out there? How can we, you know, be successful on this platform and then go for it? And I knew we could. I knew we could do that. So I was very amped to just go for it. Like I had eight years of dreaming about this. So it was like, come on, let's go. <laughs> the floodgates opened and Kim came out. And <laughs> what was the, I know it's gift baskets, but what, what did you go with first? Was it a line of gift baskets? Was it one gift basket? It was a line of gift baskets. So I knew from my experience, we needed to do everyday gifts that would be year round. We couldn't just be a seasonal company. And so the get well category, the sympathy category, the birthday category, those were three that I knew were, you know, strong categories with year round sales. So we started off there. Uh, get well is definitely one of our strengths. And so that was the category we hit first. And to this day, our best selling product is called One Tough Cookie. And it's a little get well gift. Uh, but it's great because it works for ages three to 103. And that's the kind of product you need to be successful. It has a, you know, a wide audience, if you will, and a lot of applications. I love it. And it's got a great ring to it, which yeah. Amazon buyers <laughs> love. <laughs> Absolutely. And so tell me about the strategies and tactics. So to me, it sounds like, okay, you had the assembly line, you were making sure that it was repetitive tasks so that you would really have tight SOPs, standard operating procedures for your employees that have varying ranges of disabilities, but you still had to make sure that there was quality control and you were moving fast enough to get the product out the door. Yeah. And that's part of where being able to go test out systems, right, with a wide, diverse group of people really helped me hone those things in. Uh, and so we created sort of assembly lines of products, if you will. And we also take specific employees and they create specific things so that they're literally doing that same exact task over and over again. So that builds the muscle memory and it builds um, the confidence in that. And I have to say, 
they do them better than I do at this point because they're so used to exactly how that goes in and very detail oriented for the most part. So it's, it's a wonderful match made in heaven, honestly. <laughs> that is wonderful. And you know, this hits home for me because I have a nephew who's now in his twenties and he's special needs. And that was always the concern. You know, we know he's not going to leave home, but what will he do to build confidence to make money and work? And guess what? He actually works at Amazon. Oh, yay. <laughs> I know. But yeah, I mean, for me, like for my employees, I'm the first job for 80% of our employees because they could not get hired anywhere else, especially I'm from a smaller community. And so the opportunities, you know, for the Amazons don't even exist where we live. And to be able to bring this to the community um, for me is very rewarding. It is very rewarding. And so tell me about your first maybe year or couple years of growth and when you felt those successful milestones where you knew, hey, I'm doing this and I'm going to keep doing this because I've, I've really hit, hit gold here with Gifts Fulfilled. Yeah. Well, the first year, you know, we were doing Fulfillment by Merchant, FBM, and, you know, it was going well and the sales were like, okay, they're there. You know, we, we're, we're doing okay. And then we started having some wholesale companies reach out to us that wanted to sell with us on Amazon. And I was like, huh. And then they started talking about the volume that they would purchase then. And I said, all right, let's try this. Let's see what happens. So that was like year two. We worked with really just, I just picked one wholesaler. I didn't want to open it up too much to other people. Uh, but we chose one wholesaler and we worked with them. And they ended up listing about five of our um, SKUs through wholesale. And that was a great push for us as well because our volume went up. And then it was like, okay, how do we do more volume? And once we learned how to increase the volume successfully, I said, all right, we can go to FBA now and do this ourselves, right? <laughs> better, better we keep the money in-house than sending it all to the wholesaler. So we got heavily into the FBA program after that. And again, there's learning curves with all of this, right? But once you get through that learning curve, the Fulfillment by Amazon program allows us to really know our numbers every single week. I know we're sending X number of units to the warehouse this week. And so again, it just tightens up that production and efficiency. And with growth, you know, you need those things. You need to know how many units exactly you can send out every week with the team that you have. And then if you have a special project come in, can they do more hours? Do you have people waiting to work for you? You know, all of those things come into play. And we have a wait list, of course, of, of employees that are just, you know, wanting to come on and work with us. And I get emails from a lot of parents, you know, saying, hey, when you have an opening, please consider my child. And, you know, so while other companies are struggling to find employees, I have a wait list of employees just, you know, waiting to come in. And I know that these employees are going to be loyal they're the happiest people to come into work. And, you know, the retention rate is phenomenal. They, they don't want to leave. I mean, my goal is kind of for them to leave at some point because I've trained them well enough that they can go work at some other company. Um, but, you know, and that's part of my goal, too, is, is to give them the confidence and training and skills that maybe they can go get a job at a larger corporation. 
Yeah, I love that you train them up so that they have the confidence to go and spread their wings and see other fields. But it must feel so good. I love hearing that there's a a waiting list to get in. And I immediately started thinking about, um, you know, Q4 and the holidays coming up. I'm sure you'll be able to use some extra hands. Absolutely. Yeah, we love Q4. (laughs) (laughs) So while you you have this balance of needing to employ more people. You also have to balance the need to sell more, right, on Amazon and stand apart from the competition. And how do you do that? Because gifts, I'm a, I've been a longtime Amazon seller as well, and I know that gifts are competitive and gift baskets continue to become more competitive. So how have you been able to stay ahead? Yeah, it's a very competitive category. So I think, you know, we continuously update our listings. We're continuously monitoring, you know, paid per click advertising. Uh, We're continuously trying to invent new products that maybe look at, you know, solve a problem in a new way or come at it from a different angle so that, you know, the customer is like, oh, I've seen that 8,000 times. They look at it and say, oh, that's a little different. That's a little new. So we're constantly trying to innovate new things. Um, But when we're innovating, we're also taking into account what's our skill set, right? What's what's our wheelhouse? Stay in our wheelhouse, but innovate something new out of our wheelhouse. So we're not having to bring in new equipment and new processes. We're just taking what we have and making it tweaking it, right? Making it a little better or a little different. Um, so that's a big part of, of our you know, strategy on Amazon for growth. Yes. And then how often do you launch new products or new gifts? And do you retire old ones? I'm just really curious of like the turnover with, with specific products. Yeah. So some of our gifts we've had a really long time because they're, you know, best sellers, right? They just, they're continuously selling. Um, when we retire a gift, it's because I see the trend going down and it's, it's either become outdated, if you will, um, you know, just not hitting the right tone anymore. Uh, so those gifts will retire. And that's basically just based on the numbers, right? Because you can't get emotional about your product, even though you want to, but you can't. So <laughs> we just look at them spreadsheets and say, okay, who's declining? And before we, you know, before we retire something, is the decline, we see a reason for it. Does it make sense? Is there something, you know, that we can just tweak and keep this gift? Um, but if we feel like it's really just, you know, no, this is outdated, it's just not speaking to the, you know, current time frame, then those gifts get retired. And then for new gifts, all of the holiday seasons give us those opportunities to create very, you know, new gifts for that season, uh, which is always very exciting. And sometimes those holiday gifts will turn into an everyday gift. You know, we'll see something about it that makes sense for the everyday category, and then we'll just, you know, translate it slightly, and then that becomes a new season or a new everyday gift. That makes sense. And I also have this burning question to ask you is sourcing products to go into a gift basket is a whole nother level of sourcing. And look, I'm a Amazon coach and I teach people about sourcing and people stress over one product. And here you are gathering a (laughs) bunch of products and putting them in a beautiful basket. Yeah, that's the 20 years in the gift industry helped with that. Um, At this point, I have a really reliable list of vendors that are favorites that I tend to go to again and again. During the whole supply chain issue, 
that was very challenging. I mean, even my most trusted vendors were out of stock, out of stock, out of stock. And, um, you know, we had a lot of challenges with, okay, what can we substitute for this? What can we substitute for that? What, you know, all of those things. Um, but that was sort of everybody in the same boat at that point. We all had the same supply chain issues. But I've used the same vendors for a lot of years. Um, they're very trusted. And then, you know, new vendors um, have a hard time getting in with us just because I don't have that trust built up with them. But it's not that I'm not willing to give them a shot. So, you know, if the product's compelling and I'm excited about it, we'll, we'll work with new vendors as well. But they better perform because if they don't, they'll get a one-time order and that'll be it. <laughs> Yes, and those same yeah. things are on us, right? Like if we don't perform for our customers, you got a one-time order and that's it. It's the same way for vendors. <laughs> yes, and it is especially with gifts because gifts are so meaningful and they come from the heart and people will spend a lot of time choosing the perfect gift because they want it to convey the love or the emotion that the gift is sending. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we do that really well in that when we're creating the gifts, a lot of times it's because somebody in the office has something, right? I need a gift for my mother-in-law's birthday. I don't know what to give her. And then we start, you know, okay, what do mom-in-laws like? What can, you know? Um, so it's the everyday challenges we all face, right? And that's how we create the gifts that we make. I absolutely love it. And it, the vibe I'm getting from you is you're very relationship-based. And if somebody can earn your trust, they kind of become family to you and you bring them on board to grow with you. And I just think that's such a special, amazing quality. Oh, thank you. I definitely love, you know, my nickname is Mama Bear and <laughs> I guess I've earned it, <laughs> but it, it's definitely family. I mean, I think that's one of the things as a woman owned business I can offer that's different from a male owned business. I come at it from a different viewpoint and I definitely come at it from a Mama Bear viewpoint. Um, you know, the business is my baby and my employees are my families. And that's just how, how it is. <laughs> I love it, Mama Bear. Well, speaking <laughs> of babies and growing up, this has been your baby for a long time. What are the goals and your aspirations for 2024 and moving forward? Yeah, for 2024, I am hoping to break that magical million dollar mark on Amazon, right? To be a million dollar seller on Amazon. Um, I think we're going to get there in 2024. It's just one of those things that'll be so exciting to achieve that. Um, and it means more jobs. So, you know, it, it's exciting for me from that point of view, because it means we get to add to the family, right? And beyond that, what I would really love is for this company to grow large enough to one, outlast me, and two, to become employee owned, where, you know, the employees are the owners of the company. So my, my hope is that we get to that point. I believe in you and I will be cheering you on every step of the way. And I know you can hit these goals and everybody listening on this podcast, go support them. Check out Gifts Fulfilled on Amazon. And my last question, Kim, before I let you get back to the conference is we as AMZ Insiders, as coaches, get a lot of questions of how can I start and run an Amazon FBA business and also have a social mission. So what advice do you give to people who would like to be doing what you're doing? I think the first thing is it's mission first. So I don't think you come up with the mission later. I think you have to be driven by the mission. So if you're not 
feeling passionate about something, I wouldn't just add it in. I wouldn't just, you know, say, well, it's kind of cool and hip to have a mission now. So let me throw something in. Um, Because then you're inauthentic and people will feel that. I think whatever your passion is, that's your mission. So start with your passion and then let the products follow after that. Great advice. You are a true blessing and an inspiration to this community of sellers. And I would really love to have you back on again in maybe a few months or in 2024 to check in on you. Absolutely. And until then, stay fearless. If you're already selling on Amazon or you're looking to get started and you want my help, go to amzfearless.com to book a free strategy selling session. We can see if we can help you out. That's amzfearless.com. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Fearless Sellers, the Women of Amazon podcast. Until next time, stay fearless.